Thanks for listening to the Red Pill Current News Podcast where we bring you the news you won't hear on mainstream media. New episodes every Wednesday and Saturday. Visit our website at www.politicalnewspodcast.us. Be sure to follow us on all platforms. We are on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Amazon Music, Spotify, Google Podcast, and many more. Now here is your host, the Kentucky Guy. Yep, that's right. It's me, the Kentucky Guy, here hosting the Red Pill Current News Podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in for today's episode. Before we get to that, I did want to let you know that we are switching up our platform a little bit. Uh, We are still going to bring you the news each and every time we're up. We're always going to keep you informed on what's really happening, not only in America, but as our world as a whole. Uh, however, we do have a lot of different things going on right now. We have authors coming on and doing interviews. We have mediums coming on and doing interviews. We have other podcasters coming on. We have comedians coming on. So we are changing it up just a little bit uh, because we want to appeal to a wider variety of audience. So if you guys like the platform and how it's going, you can always leave us feedback or even If you want to be a part of the show one day and be a guest on here and have your own interview, you can do that too. Just drop me a line at OLKentucky spelled out 99 at yahoo.com. OLKentucky 99 at yahoo.com. Come and join the fun. It's all about all of us working and helping each other throughout this crazy time in America. Once again, I'm the Kentucky guy. I hope you enjoy this episode. Thank you, and as always, God bless, and God bless this country. Aha! All right, and welcome to the Red Pill Current News Podcast. I'm your host, the Kentucky Guy. Hope everybody is having a fantastic day today. Uh, we do have a special guest with us, but before that, if this is your first time listening, be sure to hit that follow or subscribe button. We are on all major platforms, including iHeartRadio, Pandora, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and the list goes on. I believe we are up to 75 different platforms now. So if you get a chance, hit that follow and subscribe. We definitely appreciate that. Also, for you sports junkies out there, I do co-host with Donnie Cage Against the Match Wrestling Podcast. We do uh, new episodes there every Monday and Friday. Be sure to check out today's episode, or yesterday's episode, sorry. Uh, We just posted it up a little while ago. We talk about wrestling promotions, past, present, and the future. Uh, Also here, we drop new episodes every Wednesday and Saturday, unless something like the midterms coming up tomorrow, I'll probably have a new special report out on it as the day goes on. Uh, But we also for you, uh, if you want to be an interview guest or you have any questions for myself, uh, you can always email us at OLKentucky99 at Yahoo.com. That's OLKentucky99 at Yahoo.com. Also, don't forget, my new book is out. 
Uh, it's on Amazon and anywhere, Barnes and Noble, anywhere you can purchase books. It's in paperback and ebook. America, the land of the sleeping. All right, so I'm very excited. I want to get into our special guest today. Uh, so please, I want a big welcome for uh, he is the founder of Papaloni Media and Papaloni Capital. Uh, and he's also the host of the John Papaloni Podcast Show. Everybody, round of applause for Mr. John Papaloni. Hey, sir, how are we doing? I am doing fantastic. Oh, uh, man, I tell you what, if I had, if I was any better, I'd have to take a pill. <laughs> That's awesome. Hey, uh, John, <laughs> so once again, thank you so much for joining us today. We do, we definitely appreciate it. As you know, uh, and if you're just now tuning in for the first time, November is our month of the stars. Basically, it's all about our entrepreneurs, uh, professional business owners who are successful in their field. And I'm glad that you took the time out. I know you, you're CEO and you got a lot going on uh, to join the show today. And I definitely appreciate it. Since this is your first time with us, if you don't mind, if you could give a little bit of a background about yourself, that would be fantastic for the audience. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. I am a uh, serial entrepreneur. I've done many businesses, sold a few. I've been in the eight-figure business. Um, and uh, yeah, like as you said earlier, I'm you know, founder of uh, Papaloni Media, Papaloni Capron, and I have an active uh, real estate license, which I uh, still use and uh, sell real estate as well, So, which is part of the whole Papaloni Capital thing, right? Just Papaloni Capital works with investors and helps them secure properties as well as joint ventures where uh, my real estate license, I can help beyond that. So you are the John so, Papaloni real estate agent too. Okay. Cause I kept coming across. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I'm a, I'm a real estate agent uh, as well. Yeah. Like, so I, I still have an active license. I, I use it. And in fact, I'm actually inside the brokerage right now as we're recording. That's this. awesome. So when I was doing my research, uh, I kept having two John Papalonis pop up and one was a real estate agent. I was like, ah, that ain't the guy, you know, <laughs> I did. <laughs> All right. Well, that is fantastic. So those were your, on here. I'm not sure if you're familiar with him. Uh, he's an entrepreneur. He's all about sales and generating sales. And he had just published a book called The Sales Warrior. And I'm just wondering, it sounds like you've got, you've had a, a lot of experience in uh, uh, developing businesses and bringing them from the ground up. Have you wrote anything about that, like your experiences? No, you know, I'd considered writing a book before and it was one of those things that uh, I allowed myself to get sidetracked. So I never actually did it, but uh, it's still on uh, the back of my mind. I'm not sure if I will actually do it or not. I mean, I'm intrigued. I'm, a, I'm an avid reader, so I love reading. And I guess in a way, some of my dreams would be to write a couple of books. Um, it's just one of those things. Like I said, I, I end up having so many things on the go that I tend to get distracted from. Yeah, and I understand, and it it does take. I just uh, published a book of my my own, and it does take a lot of concentration, uh, and it takes a lot of time. And I found writing the book wasn't very hard. Uh, it was editing it, formatting it, <laughs> uh, marketing it. So, uh, and you know, you just uh, if you hire all of that done, uh, it's just too expensive. So I didn't hire it all done. I did most of it myself. I did have to have a little bit of help because I'm very very new at the you know. At, in, in that area of expertise. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about your website, if you don't mind. Uh, had a chance to go on there today. Uh, my first question was, I noticed that it's, is Av Avada uh, Marketing? 
Uh, you, you, with my website, you caught it in the middle of transition. <laughs> Someone, I had one developer start it and have another developer finish it, but you caught it in the middle of the transition. I had wiped out the old one and I had, I'll be honest, I thought it was going to be done already. It's uh, not really late because it's within the timeline, but I mean, I probably should have put a coming soon sign rather than having something that's sort of half done. And, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's uh, one of those things that it'll be done by the end of this week. So it's kind of in transition. You kind of caught it. So that's that why point. there's two names. That's what I was curious about. Yeah. 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 No, the Vita, uh, Vita is the uh, name of the template. Gotcha. <laughs> okay. Gotcha. And I didn't know if you uh, acquired a company called that. So. You know, that's why I was kind of curious. No, no, no. It's just the name of the template uh, that we started gotcha. off with. Uh, so uh, strategic marketing plan development uh, was one of the key things that I noticed on the website that you had a chance to talk quite a bit about. Can you give us an overview, kind of uh, what your team does uh, in that area? Yeah, I'll tell you what it is. I mean, like right now, the website's not completely done. We are a media company. And what it is, is basically we focus on online uh online content creation and media. Like what we usually do is uh, record, like we'll even use podcasts. Like we'll record a full one hour episode podcast, a 30 minute, depending on the podcast you have. And then we'll slice and dice it to uh, give you about six to 10 pieces of content that can be shared amongst uh, Instagram, uh, Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube. Well, YouTube, you would put the long form format. You'd put in the whole podcast and Facebook, Instagram, uh, TikTok, and uh, LinkedIn, you would just put the clips because I find a lot of people don't have a big attention span on the social media platform. So they tend to only look at one to three minutes maximum and then the rest of it, they kind of bypass. So when people want to watch long form, they go to YouTube. So that's kind of the uh, premise that we lead off of. Um, and that that's that's the basic core of our business is pre- producing content, you know, to help you grow your uh, grow your uh, attention and you know basically build your brand and grow your sales. Okay, wow. Okay, fantastic. And let's see. So, when did this uh, the media company or uh, online? When did that actually start? Like what year? Uh, well, here, here's the thing, right? I've I've had the media squad and everything. I've had that myself for my whole real estate stuff, and I would just did it for myself. And it never did it for anybody else. I didn't have clientele, didn't want clientele, and then I started thinking about it. And I'm saying, you know what? I've got like thirty thousand dollars worth of gear that I'm literally plus the that plus the manpower literally just to follow me around. And I'm sitting there going, why aren't I doing a business with this? I'm clearly passionate about it. I mean, I've done 36 podcasts in the last seven days. So, I mean, if that's not a sign of podcast uh, of passion, I'm not sure what is right. So it's one of those things. So then I decided this year, actually, it was around the end of August that I decided that I was going to turn it into a business. I had Yeah, around the end of August. And then I created a uh, website using Squarespace and I had that all up and going. But then I thought, you know what? I want the content to be one place. Like I'm promoting the social, like I said. The whole idea is that I'm promoting the social where, you know, for your Instagram and stuff. But what I'm going to do, the polar opposite of what I just said for myself is I want people to go to my website. So I'm going to incorporate my podcast into the website. I want to have every reason for people to be there. Therefore, I can import other people's, you know, podcasts as well. That people that I service can get a position on the site, and I can build more content. Therefore, build bigger brand and and bigger awareness, which can actually feed off into my other businesses as well. That that is uh, that's an amazing idea. I, I really enjoy that. So, as you mentioned to me, the podcast or the uh, website isn't complete, and the reason why I asked that question is because there are, and it may just be the template, <laughs> but. 
there are quite a bit of awards on <laughs> yeah. there that I've that are showing. Yeah, yeah. None <laughs> of them are mine. It's it's one of those things that uh, literally, had we had this uh, conversation about eight days previously, you would have saw something different. It was I started like eight days ago, and like I said, I had just uh, switched uh, companies to uh, to you know who are switch content companies yeah. like, to create it. And uh, you kind of caught it in the middle. Um, I, they asked me if I wanted a coming soon page. And I thought, you know what? Everyone I deal with knows me firsthand. They know my other websites. They know my other stuff. I go, what for? And well, no, I kind of discovered why. <laughs> <laughs> I had no intention of calling that out. I, I was just, that's where I got a lot of my information from. So I just wanted to. Oh, uh, no worries at all. <laughs> Trust me. No worries. I, I'm an authentic person. I mean, like, Pretty much, I don't have anything to hide. If you ask the question, I'll actually answer it, believe it or not. Like, there's nothing that that's off limits Yeah, I was, uh, I actually was a guest on the uh, Cast Six Figure podcast. They're kind of, uh, yeah. kind of modeling their business after what you're doing as well. The only, the only thing with them, the biggest difference is, whoa, man, their fees are pretty out there. You've got to sell one item at least worth 3000 dollars to even be considered. I was just on there giving them. I'm, I'm nowhere near in their league, but I was just on there to give them some advice on coaching tips and things like that. But, uh, it, it sounds kind of like the, or I don't know if you're familiar with them or not, but it kind of sounds like the same model. I believe so. I, I've been on their podcast. Jamie. I'm quite sure I have, um, just cause it's, yeah, yes, I have been on their podcast. I remember that. Um, I don't remember what it was about. Cause like I said, I've done 36 just in the last 10 days. Um, but I have been on their podcast and yeah, so I know exactly what they're, who they are. And yeah, I, I've, I'm a little bit of a different thing. Like what I charge for a show as an example, oh, I flat out say it. I charge 200, well, $297 if it's a one-off show, 250 if it's uh, regular, like if it's uh, semi, uh, semi bi-weekly, semi-weekly, bi-weekly. And uh, if somebody buys a monthly package, it's $800 a month. It's uh, quite simplistic. And uh, yeah, obviously, uh, depending on location, that'll determine if there's any travel fees or not. But it, mine is very, very simplistic, very easy. Um, it's not complicated and, and pretty much anyone gotcha. can follow. When you say show, uh, are you talking about a podcast, like your own podcast show? or Yeah. Well, I'm, no, no, I'm talking about to record, uh, like, for example, if you wanted me to record your show, as an example, pretend you were in, you were in Toronto, Ontario, where I am. So you would we, we can book a time for me to record. You can interview your guest and it'll be live on video. And live, I do video and audio. I'd record your episode and I would uh, then splice, like I said, I'd splice up the uh, content. So you you get six to 10 different clips from the uh, podcast that you can use for social. And you get the uh, whole uh, video file for YouTube and the audio file for uh, for distribution. And you would get all that. Uh, one episode, I would charge $300 for that recording. And I got it. So I know exactly what you're talking about now. <laughs> got it. And uh, you're right. Yeah. It is completely different. Uh, not completely, but. It is very different than Jamie. I think his last name was Atkins or something of that. Atkins, yeah. a very nice guy. Like that, yeah. uh, very nice guy. Uh, he was he was uh, in a different Absolutely. country as well. I can't remember where, but uh, Singapore, I think, or something like that. But, anyways, moving on to your podcast. So I got to watch. It looks like so you've done thirty six and seven days, and that's other people's podcasts, like like you're interviewing here, correct? Combination. It's a combination of others. Um, now, mine, there's only been four of mine, but uh, other than that, wow. yeah, I've been pretty much wow. everywhere. <laughs> uh, and that's what you got to do, man, to promote. Like, I've been uh, joining these other shows to promote my book. And, uh, you know, so that that's what it takes. It takes the grind. Uh, but I can definitely appreciate that. 
And I noticed on your own podcast, I think the one I, the last episode I just listened to, and folks, you need to check out uh, the John Papaloni Show podcast. Uh, it's on YouTube for video. It's also on Spotify and Apple. It's anywhere you can listen to a podcast. That I, Podbean, I, I seen it all over the place when I was researching. But the last episode I listened to, I think you said it was your number 70, 70th uh, show. So I don't know how. Oh, no, the John Papaloni Show is, uh, I've, I've recorded 140. I've only published 135 so far. Um, but uh, I have uh, Minute Mondays, which is like a one-minute clip. And that one-minute clip, it's like a one- or two-minute clip. It's basically like uh, personal development and, uh, and tips, stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. That's one of the ones I listened to. Yep. And then the- Yeah, yeah. That, it's very common. That one's yeah, a very popular Yeah, I liked it one. a lot because there was a lot of information in a very short time. Uh, so speaking about YouTube, because... Uh, I have a YouTube channel as well, I, if you can call it that. <laughs> I, I don't do a whole lot with it because uh, YouTube and I disagree on censorship and all that good stuff. But anyways, I noticed that they're doing a lot of shorts now. Does that seem to help yes. the channel? Uh, it's been a while since I posted on there, so I'm not. Yeah, the sh- the shorts actually help increase uh, awareness. And, and re- you have a, it's almost like YouTube has programmed two different algorithms. One algorithm is for their long format. And that's the one that's harder to get attention. And the shorts, you get more views. Like, like if you want to build your brand and build your subscribership, then, then to do a lot of shorts. It's everyone's starting to do the same thing. TikTok started out with that uh, stupid dance thing that everybody was doing. And as you can tell, I'm not really a fan. Um, I got nothing against uh, TikTok. I use it, but I just post the same stuff I would post everywhere else. I'm not going to dance for uh, for a platform. Um, I don't think anybody wants to watch me dance anyways. <laughs> That's besides the point. Um, <laughs> so, but I mean, everyone started copying that whole uh, short reel thing. Like Instagram has the reels. YouTube has YouTube shorts. Uh, TikTok has, uh, is obviously their uh, one minute videos. Now, TikTok did the opposite. TikTok has extended where you can actually now post up to 10 minutes where it used to be a maximum of 90 seconds. So they kind of done butt backwards there. So TikTok is copying everybody else, and everyone else is copying TikTok. So where we will it end, just, who knows? Uh, it just keeps <laughs> going. I'm I'm actually on TikTok as well. Don't post a whole lot, mainly just to promote the podcast on there. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to get on there and dance either. Uh, and I noticed that Facebook is actually doing live reels or stories or something now, which they own uh, Instagram. So of course they're going to go in that realm. Now, have you ever heard of, of the uh, app Clapper? Or Rizzle, social media platform. Okay. I have not. I think I've heard the name Rizzle okay. before, but I, was I don't know what it is. I was just curious because you mentioned about TikTok uh, copying everybody else going to the 10-minute frame. And I'm sitting here, and I have a, a huge following on Rizzle, uh, which I keep it updated. Not huge, around 20,000 uh, followers. And Clapper's growing as well. And I'm wishing they would go to 10-minute videos because these little one-minute segments... <laughs> Uh, segments are uh, take forever on a four minute video. It's four different segments. So, but what, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say it's hard to stay stay within sixty seconds. I have trouble sometimes as well. I usually do between a minute and a half to two minutes, and uh, that that is usually my norm. Uh, I agree with you. It's not exactly easy. Like my, I'll tell you now, my biggest audience isn't uh, video, even though I love video and I'm doing a lot of it. My biggest uh, audience is the uh, sound. The audio platform has about ten thousand. Yeah, I, a month. and I. I hear a lot of podcasters say that the video podcasting formula is the future. I don't see that. I think it's going to keep growing because podcast is growing, but I 
don't think people are going to get away from when they're driving in their car. They don't want to look at anything. They just want to hear you. Yeah. I was going to say, I, th- I think it's actually the opposite. See, everyone says video is the future. No, video is already here. Audio is the future. And here's what I mean by that. Now we have Google. Um, oh, I forgot what it's called. But we have Alexa. We have Siri for Apple. And Google has its own thing, right? You know, where you go, hey, Google. So where I'm going with this is that people are getting busier and busier and busier. And they're having a lot of, a lot less time to dilly-dally and look at things on screen. And they're spending more time on the move. And as they get more on the move and on the go, people are going to start doing things with sound. Like, you know, like, hey, Alexa, order me this book. Or, hey, Alexa, you know, um, who has a pizza special tonight? And if you're in the top five or top two, guess what? They're the ones that they're going to mention. And if you're not, you won't be heard. Now, it doesn't mean video will go away. It doesn't mean that blogs will go away. It doesn't mean that social media will go away. It's just that I think that the audio side is going to become the predominant, you know, leading platform out there. I don't think that, you know, this is six months away or a year away, but maybe we're talking about, even if I'll say my, my, my guesstimate will be about uh, five within five years will be predominantly audio. And then everything. Yeah, I agree with you 100% on that percent. Uh, All my buddies that are in the podcast world, they swear by video. I don't even record video (laughs) podcasts. I mean, of course I do for uh, YouTube and uh, Clapper and Rizzle and all that stuff because they're video platforms. But basically what it is, is it'll be like you'll be on there, this this interview, uh, uh, just, you know, a two minute segment because that's all they allow. And uh, it'll be a picture of uh with the words the red pill current news podcast so that's my video (laughs) so for a new uh for someone new getting into this into this uh whole social media marketing and, and and what have you industry what is your recommendation when it comes to facebook facebook ads google ads there's so many different platforms now where they're they're actually charging now in order for you to place an ad for so many times or so many runs, what would be your advice to someone just just breaking out into the business, let's say? Well, if you're breaking out the business, my, my advice here is my number one advice before even spending money. I mean, it's good to spend money and I'll tell you what the procedure should be, but you should practice doing something consistently, whether it's daily, weekly, monthly, whatever it is, decide how often you're going to be and make sure it's there every single day like clockwork because people will eventually will get to know your name and know your brand and they will start looking out for it. And all it would take is for them to show up once or twice and not see it and you'll never see them again. And it's really that simple. Now, I suggest posting daily. I would suggest pick a platform. You don't have to do every single platform. As you expand, as you get bigger, you can start doing more and more and more. Eventually, you'll get an assistant where you can hire them to post and you just do the recording. But in the beginning, just be the master at one platform and be there every single day. And then with that consistency, look at your stats and your metrics. When you look at the metric, the metrics will tell you what people like. And what they are interested in. And then you can follow that metrics and you can then decide to boost the ones that are popular. Like if your average views or or your average listens are just say 30 a post and you got one that does 200, then that's the topic that your audience is interested in. Boost that post and watch that 200 become 2000. 
don't boost every single one. And if you have one that you have only one or two likes or two views, don't bother with that. People, that's that's the market telling you that they're not. Yeah, interested. I think that's great advice. Great advice. Is there a particular? So you're right about uh, consistency. The C word I always say on this podcast. That's what it takes to be successful. Even if you're usually the example I use is even if you're going to sell hot dogs beside the road, you want to be the best hot dog salesman there is in your town, and you've got to be consistent. And repeat customers is where it's at. Is is there a platform? Uh, I didn't mean to interrupt you. There, is there a platform that you like the best when it comes to adding these ads in? Uh, I guess would be a better question. Yeah, is there a platform that I like? I, I think that uh, for myself, I think the answer for my platform will be different from everybody else's. And I don't mean every single person, but I mean, I'm in a different business than other people. So with that being said, I think it's business dependent. And if I had to choose one right now, like, look, I'll, I'll break it down by business. Now, if it's for my media business, I would, uh, I'd have a hard fight between uh, TikTok or Instagram. I personally prefer Instagram, but I think TikTok is leading that way. Um, if, if that's that, and that's my personal preference now for like, and that's for my, uh, like for my media business. Now, if we're talking for real estate investing, uh, from the Papaloni Capital, when I try to get them, I think uh, Instagram is my way as well. I might even go LinkedIn as well. LinkedIn, you know, because depend. If I have more words, I'd go LinkedIn. If it's more video and audio, I would go TikTok. I'm uh, not TikTok, Instagram. I keep saying TikTok. I mean Instagram. Um, for real estate, like as an agent for for sales, I would say Facebook is still leading yeah, the way. Okay. Yeah, that makes uh, sense. I'm on LinkedIn as well. And uh, I like LinkedIn a lot. I was I was on LinkedIn before it was cool for everybody doing it. Uh, I do enjoy yeah. it. The only thing that I've really found useful on that is recruiting, like trying to hire people. <laughs> so. Well, LinkedIn has come a long way. And unfortunately, I don't think they're promoting that properly to get people to understand that. Because you have certain people that are sharing content and that are uh, engaging with you and going back and forth. And then every so often you have someone who messages and saying, well, you know, this isn't Facebook, this is LinkedIn. I think that message belongs somewhere else. And it's not really that they're right. It's really they don't know because they haven't, look, even though Microsoft owns LinkedIn, they haven't done a great job of promoting what they do now. So everyone still sees it as the job site which is also why blogging is going to be more effective yep. on LinkedIn yep, yep, than yep. video. You're, you're right, because uh, most of the guys that I know, you know, I've, I've got contacts that I've been contacted on there uh, back when I was in the insurance business years ago, and they're still doing the same thing. Hey, we're hiring in this area and blah, blah, blah. And I do see some content creators working their way over there now, and I kind of got a little bit excited about that because I do like LinkedIn because – I like their security measures. Like you mentioned, Microsoft is a, is a part of that group. The only thing is, and you're absolutely right, they do not advertise their product or any updates to it. And they do make a lot of updates, but they just do not let everybody know about it. Yeah. <laughs> so. Exactly. So people still think it's that job site. I, what I love about LinkedIn is that it's still a way that people want to engage with you. You're talking to real people. Right. Like where it's not just, you know, like, look, when you get over to something like TikTok or Instagram, you're going to get what people call the haters, the bots, you know, and all these uh, 
negative outlook, people who are going to look to uh, bring you down um, and talk down to you. And not to say that it doesn't happen on LinkedIn, but you got more professional people on LinkedIn. So it happens a lot less often. I think the worst comment I've ever gotten on LinkedIn is, you know, this isn't Facebook, like I said, right? Like that was the extent of the negativity that I got there. We're on, um, on Instagram. I've gotten all kinds of insults. Some of them I won't even mention on this show. Um, but yeah, and that's just the way it is. And it's not a reflection on the person posting. It's really a reflection of the person who's commenting and making the remarks because it's almost sort of like they're taking their own, their own lack of confidence and their own negative feeling and they're projecting it towards you because something you said or did triggered them and it made them feel more insecure. So they attacked you and that's all it is. Um, and, and there's no big deal. That's just part of the game. Uh, there's people out there that, like I said, they have a bad environment at home. They've had a bad upbringing, bad, whatever. And they just go around lashing out people. These are the bullies that, uh, were too scared to be bully at school because they're scared to get punched out. So they go on the computer and become a bully because yeah. that's the one only way they feel safe. And that's okay because you're not, uh, you're not there for them. You know, you should feel sorry for them and actually want to help them. And I have tried that before, believe it or not, where, you know, try to reach out to help them instead of, you know, bash them. Um, and the point I'm getting at is the fact that you're not there for them. And if people unfollow you, that's okay. Because at the end of the day, that means they don't like what you're producing and you're not producing stuff for them. So it's better that they leave you and they unfollow you than waste your time and, uh, and space and, uh, you know, airwaves on stuff right. that has yeah, no it's, interest uh, or use for them. Everybody's content isn't for everybody. And uh, I call those people trolls. <laughs> uh, yeah, so yeah, that's the common word. It's funny you mention that because actually uh, LinkedIn – and Facebook are the only two social media sites where I actually use my real name. I use the pen name, the Kentucky guy on every other site because mainly LinkedIn and Facebook are people that I actually know or have had contact with. Uh, you're absolutely right. There are a lot of trolls out there just because they have maybe a different opinion than you do, whether it be uh, socially, politically, in my case, or what have you. You know, I've actually received death threats, you know, and I, I'm, uh, yeah, and I've got a wife and daughter. So wow. that's why I started using the pen name years ago, uh, the Kentucky guy. So, yeah, that's when I said security, when I was talking about LinkedIn, that's exactly what I meant. I, I do appreciate what they go through to they monitor those comments that are made. And uh, I you would just think some of these bigger like I call them the big three, uh, Instagram, YouTube and uh, TikTok. You would think these bigger companies would uh, would take their lead on that and try to get rid of these comments and these people because, yeah, they've got a hard life or what have you, but there's no cause for it, especially if you're, if you're, not, if you're not calling them out. Yeah. Uh, I've done the same thing you have. I've had this gentleman, won't mention his name, of course, but he was in Wisconsin, and he just kept, he commented on every single video of mine, every one of them. And I'm like, sir, it's like if you don't, I was like, I'm not putting this on your page <laughs> just for you. I said, you have to physically click and watch these videos if you don't like it just block me or unfollow me or what have you and the guy wasn't even following me i, I guess he just searched for him and uh tried everything and finally i just ended up blocking him he just got so belligerent uh, there a lot of these people you just can't help it's yeah well here here's one thing right like one the first person i remember the first time i tried an ad when uh, facebook took over instagram so it was the uh, first ad i did and it was uh doing pretty well with me i don't even remember what the ad was but uh, the person commented and said, hey, Baldy, you know, get off my page. 
right? And I'm just like, okay, you know, like, and I thought nothing of it, but then uh, he did it again. So then I turned around and I said, okay, you know what? I want to thank you so much, you know, for reaching out and letting me know that my ads are working. I go, just to let you know how, uh, how Instagram works is when you pay for an ad, it shows up on random people's things that fit a certain profile that I've selected. You happen to fit in the profile according to Instagram. So that's why you're seeing it, but then you're seeing an ad. I'm not physically going on your page. I go, feel free to block me or whatever, but better yet, you know what? Cause you, cause you have confirmed that my ads are getting out there and I'm not wasting my money. I want to do something nice for you. Why don't you send me your address and I'll send you a $25 Starbucks card just for helping me out. The guy deleted the comment. Oh, and yeah. He's, he's never he, commented on my stuff again. <laughs> well, you asked for his address too. He didn't know. <laughs> he didn't know what to expect, right? But he- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing is, had he really sent it to me, I would have sent the oh, Starbucks I'm, card. Oh, I was dead serious. Oh, yeah, I- but people don't expect that, right? They, they expect a, a, a negative rebuttal or show some kind of... Uh, negative uh action or show an emotional response and when they get the you know thanks for helping me out here's a starbucks card they don't even want friendly banter anymore they actually want you to go at them so they can come back at you it's just things have changed so much it changed things have changed so much in the last five or six years uh it's amazing remember when we could have on so on uh facebook for instance i could have friendly banters with strangers just because we disagreed, but we didn't get, you know, personal or anything of that nature. It's, it's just, yeah, we grew up in an era where having an opinion was simply that an opinion, a thought, and we were allowed to have our own thoughts, you know, like now everyone expects you to have their thoughts or you're stupid. And it's really that simple in the mindset. Now, when you say that, no, I don't, I didn't say that. That's not what I meant. Well, if my thought is different than yours, then you're saying the person is stupid. So that's exactly what I said. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's the way it is. <laughs> it, it's just uh, it changes, and it and it changes so much. It seems like year to year. Uh, you know, we we never had these pronouns and things like that. And I don't care about that stuff. But don't tell me how to how to what to say. You know, do what you want to do behind closed doors. I don't care. <laughs> uh, you know, the more the merrier. Have fun. Live your life. Life's too short, anyways. But don't control me. <laughs> you know, on a. You know, if you're if you're if you're a man and I see you as a man, I'm going to call you a man. I mean, I don't know. How do how am I supposed to the, the thing I've noticed is people get mad even when the person that they're mad at or angry at don't have a clue. I've been there before. Well, you know, I consider myself this as like, how, how am I supposed to know that? I don't know you. Uh, you know, you're you're on the Internet. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's so true. Oh boy. But anyways, you know, on the positive side is this internet has brought us so many opportunities out there. There's more opportunities today than there ever have been. I mean, think of it growing up before all this, like, I mean, growing up in my, I'm like, I'm 46. So I grew up in the late seventies and I grew up in the eighties and the nineties and we didn't have this stuff. So your circle was basically as far as you can drive. That's as big as your circle got. It didn't go past that. And if it was long distance, there was no contact because you're not paying long, long distance fees to talk. So, yeah, that's the era I grew up in. And now look at it today. You can have, friend, have contacts all over the world. You keep in contact with Zoom. Now there's a long distance plan where you don't actually pay for it. Hey, you're right. Uh, I'm actually in the same age bracket as yourself. So I grew up during that time. And uh, mine for a long time was just how far I could ride my bike, you know. <laughs> 
Yeah, see? So we have an incredible platform and that's where I'm what I'm trying to get at. We should be able to use this platform to be able to not just express ourselves, but find opportunities to grow and basically contribute to others to make something that's bigger than ourselves because the tools are relatively cheap and we you know, have I say most it all of the time. We were put anyways. here to help each other and we kind of get away from that. And you're right. There's more positive to uh, the internet than there is negative, of course. And I tell my audience this all the time. Don't let a few people that are having a bad day ruin your week or ruin even an hour of your day, you know, focus on yourself, your family and what you can do for your neighbor. And uh, I think you're, you're absolutely, you're spot on, on a lot of things. I'm telling you, John, and I'm going to say this again, you need to seriously think about writing a book about yourself, your experiences and stuff, even if you do have a ghostwriter where you can just uh, give them the information, let them do the hard hard work, I think it would pay off uh, for you. Uh, just reading some stuff, what I did find <laughs> online about you, uh, just pretty much fascinating. When you first came on the show today, you mentioned that uh, you started a lot of different businesses uh, for yourself. And I have done that, too, over the years. I was just kind of curious, have they all been, like, in the real estate media form, consulting form, or have you done any, like, brick-and-mortar uh, companies? Or Well, that, that's, the, that's the unique part, right? Like, I didn't grow up with uh, – well, I grew up in real estate in the way that my parents were landlords. But uh, aside from that, no, I had no – real estate came to me as a fluke. It was just – it was literally by accident. My parents got sick. I, I stayed home to be with them. Uh, my mom went into the home because she had Alzheimer's and it got real bad. Then my dad eventually went to the home. And at that point in time, I'm at home by myself and going, now what do I do? I've quit my job. Well, sold my business. I didn't really quit a job. I sold the business. I had nothing left. And uh, in terms of work, I'm sitting there going, dee, 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 what do I do with myself? Right? So I found myself going to open houses on the weekend. And then I just said, you know what? Rather than going to open houses you know, and looking at homes, why don't I just do this and actually make an income from it? And that's really how the real estate journey started. But uh, previous to this, I was in um, my first business was at uh, 15 years old as a DJ. I wanted to be a DJ because I wanted to get on radio, right? That was my only goal is just to get on radio. And since I could do it through the school way or I could do it through getting popular way, I wanted I wasn't going to do the school. So I went and tried to make myself popular through DJing in the nightclubs and stuff and getting known. And I got successful. I became, uh, I, I got live on a, on a few radio stations. So that was exciting. And that's how it started. And from there on, obviously I couldn't DJ forever. It comes to a point you, you maximize your potential there. And once you maximize your potential, you want to be on radio, you're on radio. So now what's the next step? Next step is you start uh, producing music. Well, I as butt backwards as it's going to sound, I couldn't produce music if you did the work for me, right? So it just was not a forte for me, and nor did I want to learn it. It just did not interest me. My whole interest was literally get on radio. So I did that. Now what? So I was working part-time at the time in a gym, and I bought a new computer and didn't want to leave it in my car because it was known, break-ins were known in that area. So I brought the computer inside to work. Uh, someone who was a customer there at the time, who happened to be a friend of mine now, he uh, saw the computer and he asked me if I had a program called Freehand. I said, um, I do. I didn't know what it was, but I had it. I don't know how I got it either. So it was just in the computer. So, hey, we turned it on. So he showed me how to do a few designs, and I got fascinated with that. 
Now, my friend did, uh, you know, a lot of big name uh, designs. Like, I mean, we're talking about massive names. Like, if you could think the big brand, he was on, uh, he worked in a company that did those big brands. I'm not sure which brands he worked on, but, uh, you know, if you think the top brands, yeah, that that's the kind of brands he was working with. So, and he showed me some design tips that I was like, wow, this is incredible. And I got fascinated with that. So that's when I went and decided I'm going to actually finish my school. So I went back to school to learn design. I did. Um, I, I, I graduated. I had planned to become a designer, but I seemed to be getting print customers. I asked, hey, let me design something. They sent me the designs to get this printed. And I'm like, going, okay. I said, I can design something for you, but you want something printed. Didn't know it was a printer, but you know what? I learned something in business. You know, if somebody asks you, can you do something? The answer is yes, I can. Then you work your butt off to figure out how you're going to get it done. Because that's how you build a relationship through providing positive and successful results. And then they'll get to know you more. Then they'll want to know more of what you do. Then you can steer them in the direction that you want. So at that point in time, I took it, got it printed, got it printed within two days. They were mesmerized. Because it usually took them 10 days to get stuff. So, and then that's how I started building them. So I went to be a design business and I ended up building a print business. And again, it it hit uh, in excess of $10 million a year. So I sold it. It uh, was one of my, uh, one of my great achievements. It was one of my, uh, like, the amount of stuff I learned from there is priceless. The, the lessons were worth more than the money, put it that way. So, and at that point in time, that's when I built an online version of it, where I built like an online radio. And that's what I was doing before my parents got sick. And I built this online radio. So I created my own radio job the way I wanted it. But instead of being on the FM dial, I did it on the internet. I was, I had an app. I had an app back in the days when there was Blackberries. And it was very simplistic, but it worked. You can actually play your BlackBerry and it'll connect to your car and you can listen to the music while you're driving to the nightclubs or wherever you're driving. So it was podcasting before we knew what podcasting was. It was that, just music that's, related. That's pretty amazing. <laughs> so you turn that business into, did you say 10 million a year? Did I hear that? that, that Ten, that's yeah, amazing, man. Over 10 I mean, million. what a story right there, <laughs> right there alone. So, and when you said you created the radio station, this is something that, and I'm not, I'm like you when it comes to music. I'm not really about the music, but I, I like to talk. I do. And uh, some of my uh, heroes are like Rush Limbaugh and what have you over the years. And I've been looking into this FM streaming radio kind of concept that they have now where you can start your own. I don't know a whole lot about that, so I'm yep. kind of skittish. Do you Have you looked into it? It was exactly that long before everybody called this FM uh, you know, website or FM whatever that you just said. It was long before that. That was one of the pioneers. When, it, when the technology first got developed, that was one of the first people to sign up for it. There was a lot of restrictions back then compared to now, and, but uh, uh, hey, the radio worked. You were able to get out to the uh, public outside of your area as well anywhere you wanted like like i said you had a blackberry there was an app for it right like as, as long as you had data on your phone you can carry it anywhere you want if not you needed your laptop with an internet. the only catch was you needed right. an internet connection no matter what and this was back in the day before iphones existed like we're talking about we're going back as far as yeah, and, uh, wi-fi is everywhere now <laughs> yeah so it was amazing you know how many people used to message me and saying hey i'm listening to you at the club and um, yeah, they're like, I'm listening to your station at the club. This is awesome. Can you have a, 
you know, can you play this song or that song? And I'm sitting there going, it's the DJ controlling it. But you know what? Hey, you wouldn't know that. So, but it was still the fact that I would get messages. And that had to, and you knew your plan was working. Yeah. Oh yeah. I had, uh, I had 150,000 listeners a month that day, that time I would, um, sell tickets. I would sell tickets to New Year's Eve, just one venue. Just the tickets for one venue, I made uh, $10,000 that night. And that, uh, yeah, and, and that's just posting on the website, having people sign up, and then uh, they paid well, for thanks. it, and I had it shipped directly uh, I, to I them. And I tell you, uh, it's, it's fascinating. It really is. Because I have a, it sounds like a lot of the same passions that you do. So that's why I guess it's more fascinating to me, maybe. <laughs> on your podcast, uh, yeah. the John uh, Papalino show. Papaloni show, but I have the John Papaloni. I have two podcasts, actually. I have the John Papaloni show, which is the one you saw, and the other one you wouldn't have found unless you knew, which is uh, the Investor's Outlook podcast, which is more, that's the more real estate okay, investment great. related. Site. I guess my question was, I noticed that uh, the uh, the first one, the one that I actually had a chance to dig into a little bit, it's a lot of different things, right? Uh, it is not really one niche. Like you have a lot of, it's kind of like this show. Uh, every Everybody thinks this show is nothing but politics, yeah. and that's so far from the truth. <laughs> we talk about so many things, and you have a lot of guests like I do, so I thought that was pretty cool. I was just... Yeah. Now, I can explain everything, why I started off with two. I didn't start off with two right away. The The, the, the second podcast is actually only about a month old. What sparked that is that I was trying to... Uh, trying to figure out what my niche is, trying to figure out what, what I'm doing, right? Because I have such a array of businesses, right? And I thought I can't have everything in one spot all the time, right? Because one minute I'm talking about marketing tactics, the next minute I'm talking about how to invest in real estate. It seemed kind of stupid, right? So it's like, and confusing. So I did a self audit. Um, and um, we I looked at it and I said, you know what, I'm bouncing all over the place. Actually, let me backtrack. What got me to do the self audit is I was a guest on someone's podcast, someone that we were talking about uh, marketing or something. And I had not mentioned that I was a realtor or said anything about real estate whatsoever. And we got into a conversation. The person kept bringing up the real estate portion. I mean, literally, like I couldn't, I couldn't give you a marketing example that was not real estate related because every time I veered off the real estate, she would bring it back. And I thought to myself, why does she keep getting hung up on real estate? Like when we had a conversation, she said her, like, she made it clear that her uh, podcast, you know, real estate things had no business being on her podcast. And then she didn't mean that in a rude way. It was just, it didn't fit to her audience. Right. Like, and that's, and I watched her comment on that from somebody else. I didn't even bring up the real estate. So I completely dodged the whole real estate conversation. I'm going into the marketing. She keeps bringing back real estate. Well, what the heck is going on? Right. So I thought there's something to it. So I did a self audit. And when I did that self-audit and saw my podcast and saw my topics and I go, ah, you know what? No wonder she's confused. That made more sense now because mm-hmm. one minute I'm talking marketing, the next minute I'm talking real estate, then, then I'm talking about entrepreneurship and, and they're going, okay, entrepreneurship, leadership, and marketing kind of go together. Talking about buying multi-residential families, uh, family homes and renting them out for $2,100 kind of doesn't fit that profile. So I thought about it, and that's when I said, you know what? The best route to go is to uh, separate them. And that's how I separated the real estate wow. from I, I have marketing the same story, and entrepreneurship. <laughs> I, have the, uh, I have another show uh, that I created, and I, I co-host now. Uh, uh, it's a wrestling show. It's all about 
professional wrestling. And it's fine, but how I got there was I used to, my YouTube channel many, many years ago uh, used to be called The Wrestling Professor. All the videos were around professional wrestling. It was just a hobby, something fun to do. Didn't look at it as making any money or anything like that. Well, my buddies, they don't forget, right? They have, uh, they don't have elephant brains. I mean, they do not forget anything. So they kept throwing things to me, and they're like, man, they're like, uh, why don't you talk about wrestling? I was like, this is a news show and a guest and collaboration show. I said, why would I do that? They kept on. So <laughs> in April, they had this big event called WrestleMania in this last April. So I did one episode after the WrestleMania, you know, going over predictions that I had made and about the show. And my goodness, the listen to's on that episode was crazy. And I'm like, wait a minute. I was like, this, this, I'm very passionate about this, this podcast here. I said, wrestling is a release. It's just for fun. I said, so I'm not going to interchange these, the same thing, the same type of thinking that you just uh, explained. I'm not going to interchange these like this. I said, oh, that's great, but let's just start a whole new show just for that. And that's going to be my, well, it started off supposed to be just for fun, but now it's actually doing pretty good. So, yeah. So yeah, same, same, uh, same way of thinking as yourself. Uh, sometimes you just have to, uh, separate it, you know, and you're right about uh, entrepreneuring and, uh, uh, marketing and that that does go hand in hand because you can't have one without the other all right uh so john before we yeah, go exactly uh if you could if you'd like to how can uh our audience members uh get a hope get in contact with you or follow you uh find out more about when your website will be uh completed and they can sign up for uh consulting we have a lot of social media creators that actually listen to this podcast so i think you're in the perfect place to maybe uh you know Give them a little, uh, little bit about how they can reach you. Absolutely. Best option is to go and find me on Instagram, and it's just uh, my name, J-O-H-N-P-A-P-A-L-O-N-I. Fantastic. And you need to uh, actually uh, you know, think twice about writing that book. Thanks. I will. I might get a ghostwriter, like you said, because I'm good at speaking, and I can, uh, I can uh, you know, basically multitask. I can talk and uh, do whatever I'm doing at the same time. And maybe, oh, you know, it's funny you mention that because I'm the same way. There. You know, I'm, I try to multitask everything I do. And when I was writing the book, uh, I did text-to-speech. I would just talk and it would write, you know, write what I was talking about. So, yeah, that might be an idea too. But uh, once again, I do want to thank you for joining us today, sir. Uh, it's been very cool. Yeah. You've brought a lot of, uh, a lot of content Absolute to the show. Pleasure. And I'm sure uh, the audience members will have a ton of questions for me afterwards. <laughs> yeah, fantastic. Awesome. All right, Thank guys, you so, so you've been listening to the Red Pill Current News Podcast with your host, the Kentucky Guy. Hope everybody has a fantastic rest of your week. Thank you so much for joining us. And as always, God bless and God bless America. Thank you all.